Welcome back to another segment of Why Is My Life So Hard with Adam Jabay and Rob Fields. Tell you why my life's so hard. Oil dry, man. Oil cleanups and scrubbing racetracks. I'm, I'm literally designing. of oil did we use? What pallets of oil dry? We did a, I, think, I think we did a full pallet and it was like 40 bags at Midwest Festival. So um, I, think it, I think it was around a full pallet and uh, they thought they were stocked up and we ran out. Uh, I think we had three bags left at the end of the weekend. Wow. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm designing an oil spreader scrubber for Gingerman, and I'm going to bring it there and leave it there. And it's going to be able to be hooked to any, anything with a hitch. So, um, yeah, so that was, a, that was a thing. And keeping oil inside your race car is typically a great thing to, uh, a great thing to do when you're on a racetrack. So, um I'll give a couple of points of why is my life so hard uh, advice. I spell it in every driver's meeting, and it's pretty much like it's K-series engines and some uh, some F-series engines, which are S2000 OEM drivetrain. We've seen a bunch of oil filters spin off or get stupid. And as I walk through the paddock, I typically, if I could see the oil filter, I reach in and uh, and I'll tighten it up and then tell the person, hey, that oil filter is not very tight. And they're like, what? And that's happened a dozen times or more. Um, often to like very seasoned drivers, I'll reach in and be like, hey, your oil filter's loose. And I'll tighten it like literally a quarter of a turn, which is like almost spin-offable versus like right. tight, you know? Um, oh, yeah, man. pretty, pretty bad when you got a, when you got a buzzy little four cylinder 9,000 RPM engine and your oil filter comes off. So. Um, yeah. we've had six, <laughs> six fires in the last four years, um, because of that. So K series and F series engines, get those oil filters tight. And I know, I know for the S 2000 engines, somebody makes a little kit that like bolts on and it's got like, I think it's like an L bracket, uh, and that like the L comes next to the oil filter and you put a, you put a hose clamp around that then. So you hose clamp around the oil filter so that it can't spin. Um, and it's pretty, that'd be a pretty simple little fab project for anybody. So if you want a little fab project, uh, maybe get, uh, get a nice hose clamp and a, and a little bracket or something and keep your oil filter from being able to back off or just check it and tighten it and make it, make it German spec, good and tight. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, you ever had, you, a, you ever, you ever lost the blood in a motor at a racetrack, Rob? Uh, I once, but, um, it was, uh, it was really it was, it was really uh a subsequent uh it was it was a um a symptom of the larger problem of uh some parts liberation uh oh, yeah, inside, yeah. inside windows. the motor but right yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. once in a while those, those parts need to see, need some light they open up the curtains and out they come so. <laughs> now yeah, so nice. on the on the oil filter tightness is does do do you find that any of the remote mount um, oil filter setups suffer from that, or is it primarily when the the filter I, is still attached to the block? It, the, the specifically the S two thousand ones, uh, it seems to seems to do with with it's all on the block, uh, and sometimes it's sandwich plates, and sometimes it's not. Uh, so I'm not pointing any fingers at any specific sandwich plates. I think a lot of it is people just put it on and they call it good, and you get these crazy temperature changes and RPM, you know, buzzing, and these motors have a lot of harmonics, especially when you put like a type S oil pump, um, on a K24, which usually have balance shafts, um, in order to get valve, you know, get better oiling up top and get better oil pan clearance and stuff like that for swaps with cross members and things. But, um, yeah, remote oil filters, I've seen two or three of them. That's like, they come through tech and you're like, why is that filter covered in oil, dude? Uh, and you, you reach in and, uh, and you reach in and like, you get a, third of a turn out of it sometimes so like this goes wow. for anybody this really goes for anybody yeah um, truly yeah and the other thing that i've seen a bunch of problems with uh well the simple one is the gr corolla that we had uh we had two gr corollas lose the oil plug at midwest festival i don't know what that's wow. about i think i think it's the torque spec is not very tight and you need to torque it down more um but the other the other big thing that i've seen be a problem for putting oil on a racetrack is people with you know with an lines all over the engine bay right yeah they don't yeah. they don't they don't account for like say you got a 90 degree uh like a 90 degree fitting on the end of your line and your line is horizontal they don't account for bounce on that line um and bounce can sometimes make a compression fitting come loose um yeah 
Yeah, it becomes its own wrench, you know. So, uh, yeah, when your line is bouncing up and down three or four inches, you might lose. You might lose this, especially on aluminum fittings. It seems like um, you might lose that. That fitting might not be might not stay tight. So keep keep some of the bounce out of your your especially your high, your horizontal big huge heavy when they're filled with oil and lines or compression lines and uh, you know support those lines give them give them a good resting points uh, tied to something where they can't chafe and vibrate and all that so definitely been a thing I've seen three or four times where the line just comes off and they're like I don't know what happened I tightened them all like well yeah. your line is horizontal and you've probably got a foot of bounce here and that's going to loosen that fitting yeah absolutely the other the the traditional failure mode that a lot of people induce um don't don't hear about it so much anymore but people probably aren't aren't using an lines quite as frequently but um over tightening on the the thin aluminum fittings and cracking oh, the sure. um the fitting and that's that's one that you know you can put a, a minute crack in there when everything is cold and you're assembling um and uh find out on lap three when everything is nice and hot and starts to expand that, you yep. know, you really do have an oil pressure problem. And, and now Adam's got to go get the oil dry out. Yep. Got to, got to sweep the racetrack again. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if you're not, if you're not shooting for maximum, maximum lightness, um, I, I personally just go for the, the steel fittings and the hydraulic shot braided lines that, uh, that they crimp and press for me. Um, it's probably 30 extra pounds in my car, but my car has like ballast anyway. So, yeah. um, yeah, if you're not shooting for everything super light, um, your local hydraulic shop can probably sell you a bunch of Parker stuff or whatever that, uh, that you'll never be able to break. So absolutely. Um, yeah. That's, that's one of my go-tos just keep my life simple. I hate making hand lines. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crimp lines are, crimp lines are great. The, um, one thing I know a good number of the folks that, that listen to the show are, are kind of in the business, so to speak. Um, I was, the first time I bought the set, I was shocked at how affordable the crimping tools can be sure. um, to do some of that yourself. So if you if you think you're going to be making lines on a regular basis, or um, even if you and a couple of buddies maybe are all building cars, it's it's worth going in on that and and just the peace of mind as opposed to having the the, the self assembly. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's super um, easy with the with the self assembly lines to not get that thing all the way up on the barb or you know the whatever. There's a bunch of different ways to screw that up depending on the brand of it. Um, yeah. I'm, I I recently just removed my last an like self assembly line. It was my low pressure from my fuel pressure regulator to my firewall uh, uh, bulkhead, um, and I just everything is now crimped and uh, teflon stainless core steel fitting like i don't i don't want to think about anything coming apart because i had one come apart like 12 years ago when i was an idiot and i'm in a minimum weight class so who cares so everything is all <laughs> crimped, crimped now but yeah you're right there's a bunch of brands of the uh the stuff that you can you can buy all the different fittings you can get you can get the crimper you know the crimper die sets and stuff it's pretty cool so. absolutely um that's right. One one final note on on that. Um, in um, in BMW world, there's um, couple couple common failure modes around the oil pumps with like nuts backing off and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and, especially the new um, ones, right? Um, I'm not I'm not certain about the the new ones. I'm I'm thinking pretty specifically about E36 and E46 motors. Oh really? Um, I think it's an I think it's a newer M3 thing too. The tur the the first twin turbo. M3s, I think. Oh, okay. I wouldn't yep. be shocked if, if it if, if it if it made it all the way from the 90s to the late 2000s with still having an issue. The design spec probably didn't didn't change a yeah. whole lot. But I know I know the Supra doesn't have that issue now though, and the brand new stuff doesn't. So there was like a window there. What's the E36 and E46 do? Uh, the the nut for the uh, oil pump chain gear um, backs off, and then your your gear stops spinning. Oh, that's a problem. So, yep. No, there's um, there are kits for higher flow oil pumps. There are kits for um, different size gears that have they're pre-drilled for the ability to safety wire the nut on. Um, oh, a lot of people will just pop it, pop the oil pan off, and and weld that nut. Um, but I think the kind of the larger takeaway is probably um, if you know you're putting any car on track, do a little bit of searching and see if there are common problems like that, that, yeah. you know, 
it's a real pain in the ass to take a, an oil pan off and, and weld a nut and whatever, just for, you know, a two minute job when you're in there. But, uh, compared to swapping a motor or, yeah. or blowing one off the track, it's, uh, it's a lot nicer. Especially with the price of like an S54 nowadays. Oof. Oh, yeah, dead. Yeah, we're not even. Yeah. But paid, paid for an LS7, we'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, literally, they're like, they are so expensive now. Um, yeah, that's part of my driver's meeting notes is uh, know your car, know its quirks, do some Googling. And if you got questions, like find somebody else with one and see if they know something you should be looking out for. You know, know if it needs an extra quart of oil to not starve in a left hander, stuff like that. So. Yeah, you got to know that car. Do some research. I think uh, I think we did another segment. Thanks, guys, mm-hmm. and uh, please enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Do you have a trailer sitting around that only gets used a few times a year for track events or chores or home center runs or whatever? You can rent out your open, enclosed car hauler, dump trailer, travel trailer, etc. when you're not using it on tolos.com, T-O-W-L-O-S.com. If you currently street drive your track, autocross, or drift car to events and need a trailer to travel further, make sure to check out tolos.com. Find car hauler trailers available near you. They're building up their inventory, and uh, maybe you can add to it or use it. Don't feel the need to purchase a $5,000 or more trailer when you can rent one for $100 a day or less on Tolos. Let your trailer collect money, not dust. Tolos is an online trailer sharing marketplace. Stoked to help build that marketplace, and uh, maybe you can contribute or use a trailer soon. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Grid Live to say hello. So it's uh, Saturday night at Mid Ohio. We just finished the competitions. Eight forty-five right now. It's seven forty-five. Seven forty-five. I'm so tired right now. You're not good at telling time. My brain hurts. It's it, definitely seven forty-five. So it has been an extraordinarily <laughs> difficult weekend for track time for people. Today has been especially. At, well. Yeah. Yesterday was not easy. It wasn't great. Um, but we've got a. An it's not always like this, Andrew. <laughs> I it is my first one, so now I think this is what it's like. It's not always like this. <laughs> we've got an interesting guest with an interesting car. For sure. Uh, on the show today is Andrew DeKonig, who uh, has a Tesla Plaid. Yep. Tell me about how you got into motorsports. Ah, uh, that's a good question. I we're I know we're driving the Tesla around, but actually we're ARC Seven people. Cool. With Brent, with because they are very similar to each other. We have <laughs> second gens, third gens mostly. Okay, cool. I have, I had two FDs. Still have one. Right. Um, yeah. Between our friend group, we probably have okay. eight or ten FDs right now. So, okay. so because you love the car with the perhaps most unreliable engines, you considered buying a car with no engine. Yeah. That's that's sacrilege <laughs> to the RX7 people. The, well, I never. I I ran that car for about four or five years, plus a couple more every now and then, and I I never had a problem with the motor. Yeah, if you put enough oil in them, they seem to work. True, you just gotta have that's a lot a key. of oil. In them. That is the and key. You can't make them detonate. Right, you gotta have it. And I did not turn the power yeah. to crazy levels either. So we did uh, NASA events, uh, did championships here in two thousand six and seven. Cool. That, that was the last time what, I was TT here. TT or what were you driving? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then uh, we came back with an FC and ran one of the classes too, and okay. won a championship. Cool. Uh, with the team. What uh, what classes in NASA? Uh, PTE. Okay. Was the championship car that was FC. Right. Running against Miatas. Cool. Mostly. Is that an NA thirteen B? Yes. Yeah. Those are pretty and reliable. It, and it runs off a... It, it, you tune it with a Palm Pilot. No way. <laughs> yes. What's the ECU? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But you tune it with I a Palm... I had a Palm Pilot one time. Chad, yeah, Chad just reminded That's me of so that wild. last week. That's like... There's no comp- there's no processing power there. He, no. He <laughs> sold the car to somebody and he gave them the Palm Pilot. That's so crazy. So they could tune it. That is super cool, actually. I wonder what that was. Um, no idea. The uh, How'd you get into doing track stuff? Um... I don't know. I bought the FD because I thought it was cool, and um, I can tell he's tired too. He's got it against his face. It it's, immediately, it's really working. It's, it's does it work nice. well? Yeah. I should. Should I do that too? You I, should try. It. I do audio. 
for other people so I know that you're supposed to put it on your well, face. Well, nice. uh, then you maybe should master this we're instead like of me. We're like 600 shows in and we have no idea where we're <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> SDJ, he'll tell us tell you how bad our, our levels are. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Um, yeah, how did you get to, to be on track? Yeah, so uh, I bought an FD. Unfortunately, back to the other point, it immediately broke. <laughs> they <laughs> said I, they were liable. They are. Yeah. Once okay. you know what you're doing, but yep. it, it does take care and feeding. Uh, I found a friend in Minnesota, Damian, who um, helped me fix it in his townhouse yep. driveway. Okay. And a- after a really bad trip to the dealership, which was expensive and made the car worse. And so after that, um, I fixed everything myself. We took it to a local track for fun. Yep. Did like a little autocross kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he said, hey, how about a track event? What Did year sh- was this? How long ago? 2003. Okay. Yep. So you've been doing this a while. A little while. Okay. Uh, what made you want to transition into beating on a Tesla Plaid or whatever you have there? Well, we're rotary people, so we yeah. like different stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're already a little bit outside the norm. Yes. Just a little bit. Yeah. It, I do. I mean, I love I love a good rotary car, but they are, yeah, it's a, it's they're different. It's care and feeding. They're a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to put it. We're still trying to get a, a three-rotor together, yeah. and we would bring it to this potentially do one lap again in it because yep. um, we did one lap in my friend's car in 2006 okay. with an oem three rotor like a what are those out of cosmos or something yeah 20b yep okay yep out of a cosmo yep yeah we did it with a two rotor back then okay um the yeah. the rotary stuff like i've been told a lot of things from people that like think they know about rotaries and people are like you can make as much power as you want it can't detonate it's got to be perfect it's all in the tune blah 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 blah, blah. um like we're we're they, like just don't turn it up to eleven. <laughs> like leave it on eight. Yeah, it seems like if you put like a good apex seal in them, and they you can make a lot of power with those things. Yeah, um, yeah. We're we're like road race, so keep it cool. Right. Oil cooling is obviously very important. Oil coolers. Yep. Yeah, you see the biggest oil coolers on this. Yep. I, the, our cars with the stock motors, we run the stock coolers. Okay. But we sent them to a helicopter like remanufacturing company, okay. and they completely clean it, and then they coat it with something that rejects heat. Really? And then we ducked the crap out of them. That was right. our other big thing. We ducked the, the entire front of the car. Yep. Logan was here with that crazy... The four-rotor? Yes. Yeah. So he has that same GTC nose. Right. Um, and he just has it ducted differently. Right. And then he has even bigger oil cores right. than we ran. That's such a cool... Then. That four-rotor is so cool. That is one of my favorite cars in the whole world. Right. He just had the hood flip up on him. He was so mad about it. But you see the roof is all dented? Yes. Yeah. He had that hood why? flip up on him on track. Oh, too. Yeah. that sucks. Yeah, I was super glad to see him on. He didn't make the, the, the podium he sprints. Broke, but he broke the diff. Is that what he yesterday, broke? Yesterday, yeah. I didn't talk to him I talked night. to him last night. He's, he's, he's such a nice dude, too. That Did you hear that car got stolen and then yeah. they found it? Yes. His truck and trailer got yes. stolen? And they found it. Yes. Like, That's crazy. Priceless car, all hand built. I think he built that wide by himself. Yep. Yep. Uh, by such himself. a cool car. Top. Top three in the world? I don't know. It's one it's of the coolest one of the best cars in the world. For R7 people, yeah, it I is mean, one like of the best. legendary status. Yep. yep. I so, think it's especially so because of like the DIY nature of it. Mm-hmm. So, so um, Andrew, I started uh, becoming aware of your team. I think it was last year, which was what twenty twenty two. Yep. Because you were a new entry in one lap. In I wasn't familiar with you having run in the past. Yeah. But you. I, I think we're the first like serious EV effort, not not to run an EV in one lap, but like the first serious EV that could contend to win. How yeah. did how did you uh, how did you find your way into something electric, and then when did you start wanting to race it? I don't know why. It's just like they're different. It's interesting. It's super efficient. So fast. Obviously. Yeah, fast. It's a really good car for one lap, I think, because they're so fast for just a few laps. Like, you can't do 50 laps in a row, right? You definitely can't do 50 laps in a row. Yeah. It's a great competition for that kind of car, I think. Aside from the big road That's trip. true. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. So the thing is, like, we can't... So to your point, we ran it the last two years in the Plaid, but we ran the two years before that in a Model 3. Okay. And the very first year, we ran it bone stock. Mm-hmm. Sure. The pads were even stock. Oh, wow. That was a terrible idea. Yeah, that's because <laughs> it was at Road America. Oh, jeez. And we've been to Road America and RX. So you're going, we know. Real, you're going real fast. Yes. On factory pads. Yes. So this is, I think, a point that's interesting. Given that all of us, the three of us here, are at the track all the time, sometimes I get a little bit jaded by automotive journalism when they critique 
a factory car and its capability on track or not. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, this car can't do 20-minute sessions, or this car doesn't have brakes that are any good. And you're like, well, any car that you wanted to take to the track, you would... Uh, change things a little bit. One little of bit. those things would be a different brake pad. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and also, like, how many journalism uh, like people are really good at brake preservation? Also, like, maybe a few, but like, so that is one thing it's that I so learned. hard to ruin. You're so easy to ruin your brakes from the <laughs> it's R7. Easy. That's one of the things I learned from the R7. I have had every kind of brake failure. Yeah. yeah. So that also prepped us for the car that have needs you ever? We had a weird brake failure today. We did. Luke McGrew, race four in GLTC. He's entering the keyhole, I think. Uh, hits the brakes. He's got a MK60, like BMW style uh, ABS system in that car. Okay. It's like kind of down off to his right, right below the middle of the windshield. Mm-hmm. And goes for the brakes. Fluid shoots all over the uh, windshield. A sensor, like an OEM sensor, ABS pressure sensor, mm-hmm. burst open on the top and all of his brake. All his brake fluid shot. Up. So he just pushed it, went to the floor, pushed it, went yeah, to the floor. Yeah, pushed it, went to yeah. the floor, and he... he almost hit the wall. I mean, he, he basically like looped it to scrub speed. Yeah, yeah. So wild. But it comes in, and it's just brake fluid all over. The, that's the weirdest failure I've ever seen. I haven't had that <laughs> that's failure. Okay. I have had a failure where I yeah. put the piston through the pad, oh my gosh. through the backing plate, onto the rotor, yeah. which effectively did the same thing, because then yeah. I was just pumping brake fluid onto the rotor yeah. into turn one at Road America. Oh, that's where you uh, turn your wheels onto fire, like with all the brake fluid. And yes. All the <laughs> yeah, that's a bad place And I did the same that. thing. I just, just turn in anyway, slide scrub, sideways scrub the through the thing, yeah. and then went out the other side. Yeah. That's actually, that's probably an okay-ish place to have brake failure. You wouldn't think it. There is a ton of runoff. There's a ton of and, runoff, and, and it's actually very keep, wide. You could muscle it in, yeah. and you might be able to make turn one just off in the grass. You know, let the. I let went the, inside instead of going outside. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we were there last year or last week supporting yes. NASCAR yep. and Porsche yep. Carrera Cup, and the NASCARs multiple ones had rotors explode mm-hmm. in a straight line, and one of the dudes, the rotor explodes, and he chose to like just huck it left, and he just scrubbed speed on the wall for like a thousand feet, 170 miles an hour, just just riding the wall. Car looked like hell, but he didn't die. So. I had a rotor explode as well. Really? At Autobahn, yep. At Autobahn? Yes. Autobahn's not that fast of a track, even. No, it was the full course. Rotor south was course. Um, south course. Okay. It was wearing funky, and I didn't realize how thin it had gotten just on the inside oh, where okay. the tabs mount. Right. And the whole thing just exploded. Was it a floating rotor? A yes. Full, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yep. Sometimes I wonder if like. You know, especially low production stuff for brakes like that, you know, floating rotors and all these bespoke items for race cars. You wonder, like, is the quality OEM ish or like, may, are you, do you get a bad batch if they're made on Friday night? You know, like, that's spooky when a rotor explodes. Yeah. In, that, that's bad. in general, I don't know the answer, but in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. my failure, it was my fault. I was yeah. not, I did not realize how it had been wearing. Yeah, it was a cold one. It was really good. Yeah, I only ever ran two sets of rotors on that car. Yeah. Because they last forever. Yeah, Coleman stuff. I mean, that's circle track. Yes. You know, they've, they've been making those things forever. Yes. yes. But I have seen a lot of, you know, the, the aftermarket brake rotors for track cars. They get giant cracks in them, and people are going 160, and it's spooky. It's a little bit spooky. So, yes. uh, obviously, I, I had indicated that I was kind of familiar with you and your yes. team, even though you and I haven't met. Yes. How did you find Grid Life? Uh, so, the whole thing after that first... Uh, I think it was 2019 run with the Model 3 yep. and the stock car. We said, how can we make this go faster? Clearly, we needed more brakes. And there was kind of like two people that were really working on them. One of them was Unplugged, and the other one was Mountain Pass yep. Performance in Toronto. And uh, we we talked to both of them and uh, really like working with Sasha. So sure. the second run that we did... Uh, we had like the full setup, purchased everything, full yeah. setup on the car. What are, what are all the bits and pieces the, for people that like on the Model Three? Yeah, that yeah. Aren't, aren't familiar with like the aftermarket mods. Yeah, the, uh, he the, sells a bunch of stuff. He does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the biggest problem with the car stock is you can't adjust it. Yeah. Um, from the factory, yeah, nothing. So suspension and all that kind of thing. Yeah, he sells all the arms for everywhere, front and rear, and then you can adjust it and get it to, to get it to turn. Right. Um, and then brakes, of course. Um, there, I don't actually know because I haven't run a mile three. These guys have, but um, if you can get a, a stock caliper mm-hmm. good enough okay. to run on the track, I remember at full when, power. when he was starting Model Three or uh, Mountain Pass. I mean, um, when Model Three first came out, yeah, it was when you started with Grid Life, early Grid Life, twenty sixteen, maybe. 
he had a Lotus. He still has it. Yeah. Yeah. That was electric converted. Converted. Yep. He also had his Kells, his 350Z. Um, and those were both at a grid life previous. Um, that was the first electric car we ever had. That was that converted Lotus. Yeah. Um, and then he brought a Model 3 when they first came out. Like, I'd, I hadn't seen one. And he was already there with calipers and yeah. all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, he's, yeah, he was, he's he amazing. Was playing with prototypes. He is engineers, engineers, engineer. Yeah. I love him. It was, it's, it was pretty cool. Like, that was yes. the first time I thought, oh, electric vehicles, vehicles might actually have a place in our world. You know, it was yes. like he shows up and I hadn't even seen one before. And he's got like, it was like struts and all kinds of crap toes. So what else is yeah. there available for yep, that? So all the arms, arms and all that. The, the shocks as well. Okay. Uh, double adjustable. Is that those. a strut or a shock car? I actually don't know. It's shock. Okay. It's, yeah, it's short, a, long arm. So like a, a double arm? Yeah. 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 It's That's virtual ball thing too, kind of like mm-hmm. Audi or whatever. Okay. Um, and what's the other thing? Brakes. And then we put some aero parts on the car too. Okay. We basically, and um, he's uh, Motec dealer for yeah. canada he does a lot of motec stuff he does a lot of motec stuff not just electric you know everything mm-hmm. so we got the dash from him okay model 3 doesn't have a dash yeah. um, it is kind of wild it is the only first one i've ever ridden was was abe's and i'm uh, like man this is so weird it's like a clean simple kind of cool but it's so different yeah i like it but when you put the dash in then right. he's got timing we got yeah. temps it feels a little bit more race car it does yeah and we can log everything so that was a big thing so then we ran it the second time and we did uh, reasonably well. I think we maybe got fifth in one of the events on one day. Okay. Yeah. Um, which we're pretty happy like about. Fifth overall. Yeah. That's real fast. I think there's that was a, at Eagles Canyon. Stuff at, uh, at at one lap now. Yeah. Like you're not just going against Honda Civics. No. Like you're going against all the everything. Yes. McLarens yeah. and Porsches and everything. Yep. Yeah. And with, he always with good drivers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's and the one lap is kind of traveling circus too. Right. Um, so there's everything you can imagine, but anyway, so we did maybe, I think we got 17th that year and we talked about it and we're like, well, this is fun. The car handles awesome. Um, they're doing the model three challenge thing, of course, coming up here, um, at our lime rock and willow and Laguna event. Yeah. It's super fun to drive, even though it's heavy, you don't feel it weights on the ground, but it's not going to win. Sure. So they announced the plaid. And it's I, not going to win one lap. Yeah. It's not going to win one lap. You're, you're going for an overall. I don't think right. it's going to win other stuff either. Right, right. We, uh, we, we, Tony Barber, we've had him win his street. Model 3. Has oh, he won did? The Bunch. Well, there you go. And he, I think he, says he he's might, always on the podium almost. He might be the championship leader right now. Okay. So he's real like, close otherwise. It's, yeah. it's a car that's well-driven, and it fits well on certain circuits. It does a great job. Right. Yeah, right. sure. It's definitely one of those like horses for courses kind of cars. Yep, uh, they're so good sometimes. Um, the shorter the course, the better. The more turning, the better. Yeah. Which seems opposite because it's are, heavy. Digs are huge for that car. Like you come out of a slow corner. Yes, just unreal. Yes, like monster. He yeah. was, I think, untouchable at Barber. It was super cool to watch him versus Josh Hawkar, perennial champion, multiple times in a row in a STI at CMP. Yeah, like they were. It was like back and forth with a thousandth of a second in the same class and it was so close it was it was actually really fun to watch and they're like teammates and it's, so it's it's yeah. cool to see the parody that it can have in some of these classes as well that, that was another thing that we wanted to because yeah. there are ev classes being started up but we wanted to run against everybody yeah i have heard we that try before. and win overall yep how can we so does your plaid those? have a right. yoke steering wheel no yeah. it has a mile three wheel <laughs> we got rid is that, of that an easy swap no. And really? No. There's okay. there was a guy in California who I found through the forums who did it to his car. Yeah. And I said, please, 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 can I have the mm-hmm. a prototype of that? And he said okay. yes. And then he hasn't made another one. Really? So <laughs> yeah. you're one of two? One of two. And I think he removed his. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't the brand new plaid have options for seeing? Yes. Okay. You can buy a uh regular wheel. The the regular wheel thing. is bigger. Okay. And then it has all of the buttons yeah. on the triangle part of the wheel okay. whatever you call that thing wow. it's kind of annoying so we have model 3 which is smaller right. we got a coated nice alcantara yeah, and then we greasy. have a stock yep yeah 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 it's a cool looking car too i mean it, it's got a very track car vibe to it yes with the wing and yes you know, it, it's yeah it doesn't just look like a pedestrian plaid no but like there are uh what is the other one um on the west coast dark helmet is yes. the, that one is also a really, really serious car. Yes. A big difference between yours and that one is that uh, parts of your car are kind of unassuming, actually. It has a really sophisticated aero, 
but you wouldn't know it because it's a one lap spec, mm-hmm. right? Like it's meant to ride high and it's meant to not stick out. And, okay. it's, you know, so and we left it comfortable because in one lap you have for seven days, you for 4,000 miles. Yeah, you're driving a lot of miles. Yeah. 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 The uh, how how tough is the charging strategy? Like, is it is it so easy because Tesla does it for you, tells you where to go, or how many more miles do you have to yeah. go? Yeah, it's it's not hard not to hard, go to the tracks. Not hard no. anymore at all. And, and since we did the first one lap, they tripled the number of stations. Wow. So big difference. We don't pay any attention to that. The first time we had this spreadsheet, you we just plug your out. route in now, and it yeah, tells you where you to don't stop. do anything. So so we, range anxiety. Who cares anymore? Not a big deal. So uh, I'm, I'm actually having yeah. driven now a bunch. Um, what the Tesla superchargers, the, the the GPS tells you to do, probably isn't the strategy for one lap necessarily. No, no, no. no. We so don't like, pay attention. So what <laughs> yeah. do you what do you do if you're if you're on a transit leg from here to there, um, and it tells you to stop here, here, and here? Is it just the last stop that you attempt to get up to a hundred, or what do you actually do? Yeah, the the new ones because they charge much faster and because the batteries charge faster when they're lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's like a seventy to zero, seventy to zero, seventy to zero. That's the fastest way to do it. Sure. So that's what we try and do. Okay, so that means when you go to the track in the morning, you're at seventy. No, so the the ease is there to get to the track, but managing the energy for the track is very difficult. Really? Yes. Awesome. Well, like here, we eventually found a fifty amp over there yeah. that we stole. <laughs> yeah. And it helped. found that one too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 15. We were talking about it, is 15 miles to the supercharger. Yep. We charge literally to 100, which takes for freaking ever because yep. they're slow. And then we drive all the way back and we're down to 90 ish or whatever. And then okay. you try and top off overnight. And then we have to run track mode to cool the thing. That sucks some energy. And then we have to do the warm up lap and you tell us to go fast. So that sucks some energy. And so by the time that we start the real lap, You're I'm in. down to like 75. Right. And the, the car doesn't go fast above, like, 65. So really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so, you still won. Well, yeah. You went real fast. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a lot it of history? It go faster. Do you have much history at, road, at uh, uh, Middle Ohio? So the, the two championships in 6 and 7, mm-hmm. I drove here in okay. the RX-7. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said that earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. so those are so you do have, you know this place, but you haven't been here a whole lot. I haven't been here in 15 years. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, the but first time I, I was here it. was about 15 years ago. Okay. And it's kind of the same on track, though. It, yeah, it doesn't. It feels real similar. Mm-hmm. Um, going from that history with, with like a lower horsepower, old car, you know, RX-7, to this, uh, to, to a big, heavy, fast car. It's massively different yeah, like, to drive. Uh, it's got to be so different. Yeah. Like, unbelievable different. But the thing that I like is the optimization problem of figuring out how to okay. go fast. Yeah. So the fact that they're two completely different challenges, yeah, that's just fun. The same goal. Yeah. 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 So, kind of talk me through that a little bit. Having I, I've not tracked my car uh, since I bought it, of course, but you should do that. I it's should super do fun. that. But it's gonna be first, you got to call up Sasha. Yeah. Spend a ton of money and uh, make it awesome. It's not that yeah, bad. But no. I have a three-year-old, and it, it feels irresponsible. <laughs> it's a long story. I used to drive. Eh. Yeah. He but, was our 2016 Street Mind champion. Well, there you go. That's an accolade that no one cares about. Well, I mean, there are some people that definitely care about it. There's a there's 300 drivers here that would be like, oh, that's pretty dope. <laughs> um, how how is like the what is the strategy on track with the car? Like, obviously, it has some weight deficiencies, and I'm sure you have to yeah, like, that, navigate around it. Yep. What's the process? That's the thing that everybody thinks about, but when you're driving, you do not sense it. Is no. it just because the it's weight is so low? It's freaking flat on the ground. Yeah. So the center so of gravity low. on the 5,000-pound car is lower in inches than my RX-7. In inches? Yes. It was Holy 17 sh- inches on the RX-7. It's like 13. That's so low. It's It doesn't weight transfer front to rear. It right. doesn't weight transfer side to side. It has to be really fun. It's super fun. <laughs> it's got to be really it's fun. It's awesome to drive. Yeah. I love it. So, so what is... What are the things that you have to work around then? Yeah. So we're working around brake temps. Okay. Um, because it's five thousand pound car. Big car. And you sense that in the brake temps. Mm-hmm. We're working around managing the energy, like I said. Yeah. So that we can get one lap's a little different because you're trying to do three average laps. Sure. So I drive very different. Was driving very different. Yeah. This is friggin' attack. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not my mo. Okay. So that was interesting. Um, is this the first like? 
time trial, time check stuff you've I done? did all that stuff with the R7. Yeah, oh, I did yeah, time yeah. trials. You said PTE, but you also did TT stuff. Yeah. Okay, yep. Gotcha. Um, so it's it's brake temps, it's energy, and these were new tires. We've never run these before. Mm-hmm. These are the um, Tesla just came out with a track pack. Uh-huh. The Goodyear whatever's. The Goodyear super. Yeah, three R's. Yep. 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 And they were very hard to source. Okay. Because apparently um, Goodyear gave all of this tire to Tesla. <laughs> okay. So yeah. we eventually um, have friends that work there, and yeah. we bought a bunch of them. And is then, is your friend named Chris? Uh, he's definitely one of them. Yes, <laughs> yes. And Tesla installed the wheels and tires for us. And mm-hmm. yeah, gotta have so good tires. Though. Yeah. How do you like those tires? They're, I like them. Yeah. yeah. I've even in the R seven stuff. I never ran anything really, really grippy except right. on my friend's car where we run Dunlop slicks. Yeah. That were takeoffs from like LMS cars. Okay. And that's like crazy two and a half G's, not yeah, even remotely. Big, big yeah. Stuff, yeah. Um. So other than those. This is probably the best one. Yep. Very different from the PS4S, which comes stock, sure. which was what we were doing the one lap Still on. Still a pretty decent tire. The yeah. PS4S? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah no th- slouch. And also really, really good all around. Like, can do everything. Yes. Including the rain. It's amazing how good tires are now. The like, tires that we ran... You can get 95% of a Hoosier and then drive it for 20,000 miles with like tires like that. Yes. That, yeah. That's it's crazy. One of the things that we talk about regularly from 20 years ago today... The, Crap tires that we run today are better than the best tires oh, we were yeah. running 20 years ago. I remember ago. when the best track day tire, not besides a cashed off, like, who's your R3 SO4 or whatever back then, yeah. uh, was like a 615 or 215 Falcon, which is rock hard, and it wasn't anything near as good as the stuff they have nowadays, but it was so cool. And you had, like, weird Yokohama stuff, like a couple sizes. Yeah. You know? it, was so, it was so little. It was, and there's so many options now. It's it's actually a great time to be a tech yes. enthusiast, yeah. Uh, especially somebody who's driving uh, wants to build an all around car like a one lap car. Yep, it's the time for that. It's almost too many choices. Yeah. So, uh, you had a really strong weekend here. Yeah. Like, what what's the next event you plan to do with the car? We're coming to LRP two weeks. Oh, great! Right. Cool. Yes, the yeah. car is actually going. We were from Chad and I are from Minnesota. The yep. ch- car is actually going to Massachusetts with someone named Chris. Yep. Okay. And um, then we're going to fly out there in two weeks and yep. meet you there. Cool. Yeah, Lime Sasha's Rock. bringing his uh, 350Z, yeah. of course, yeah. which he, he upgraded. Brand new battery. He's got cr- like a custom battery. Neat. Yeah. All these crazy cooling solutions. It's insane. Will it need a push start? Probably. No, he, no it'll run on electric. Well, he didn't. He had to. He had to be. He had to push start the engine before. Oh, really? Because he didn't have a starter. Uh, I don't. I, don't I know think why. he's fixed all that because he has yeah. the electric motors now like 170. Yeah, horsepower. Pretty wild. I think, and he has 10 kilowatt hours. He Tesla's ran an insane 100. time at he did. Uh, TMP last week. Like ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. In testing. But, so yep. when you go to Lime Rock, uh, I, there are chargers on the site. I there saw are. them. I don't know if they are high enough power, but will you go to the supercharger? No, there? we'll have to do the same thing. Supercharger is yeah. not that far away. I don't think. Uh, yeah, it's it even closer than here. Or 10 minutes or something. Like yeah, that. and there's two of them, and they're new ones, so they're fast. Cool. Yeah, so it's not so bad. Okay. So uh, on the way here, I saw uh, one of our friends, Matt Busby, is the uh, former track manager manager at NCM and is now the track manager at Thunderhill. Okay. And they announced that they have superchargers now at Thunderhill. Yeah, yeah there's 16. What do you 16? think? 16. What do you think about? Um, <laughs> it's wild. I don't want to call it debate, but there are some tracks that are going all in on electric, and there yeah. are other tracks that are like, ah, we don't want to. Some any point part of it. never wants to see it again. Vir is super nervous. Uh, yeah, it, it just depends on how far west you are. Yeah, it almost does actually. Lime Rock. Uh, so that one of the like the GM of track operations, Stephen Sewell, is a big advocate of like we got to figure this out, guys. He's trying to like, yeah. encourage Vir. I'm on that others. side. We got to figure this out. Right. Like what? What? Uh, what's if you? So, what are the fears that track managers and and staff have? Well, they're all worried about a fire, right? How do they address that? And is that a valid fear? Because everything could burn on, like starting a fire. Well, you're asking the Tesla guy. No, I know, but like, what? What's your opinion on that? So everything can start on fire. Everything can start on fire. Every car. Yep. Um, it's harder to put out a battery fire. Yes. What's the fear? It depends on the they, design of the battery. Yeah, what's the fear they have and like what's your opinion on it? So the so the big thing is, yeah, if you if you get an actual lithium ion battery fire, right. then 
it's self-propagating. You right. don't need oxygen. They don't have 8,000 gallons of water. They don't have a tank that you can yep. put the car in to put it under. Some t- uh, one track we've been to. At AM, AMP, they were like, see that hole over there? The pond? That's where that They have goes. a big pile. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. They and they put in, in chargers. AMP put in chargers. They and have, they have a pond to put the cars in. <laughs> I guess that's a plan. It, it's pretty good. There's um, yeah. Rosenbauer, which makes fire trucks. Right. Uh, produced a tool thing for fire trucks that they can hook up to a standard fire truck nozzle. It slides under the car, and then they hit a button, yeah. and it fires a CO2 dart into the battery, mm-hmm. and then it floods the battery with 80 PSI water. Interesting. Or 100 PSI, whatever a fire truck runs at. Just to bring the temperature down. And their goal is to, uh, yeah, make it so that none of the cells around the one that's on fire. And they, they said they can... They've tested it several times. They they can get the uh, car out in like a hundred gallons of water. Wow! Instead of eight thousand, I put two hundred gallons of water on a Honda Civic at Midwest Festival and still barely put it out. So there you go. So we were almost out of water. But the thing yeah. is, the design of the pack that enables that device to work is not what a modern Tesla is using. Okay. Modern Teslas are encased one hundred percent after it's all assembled and everything in a fire suppressing foam. Oh, interesting. So you don't see Tesla's light on modern ones light yeah. on fire yeah. because it won't propagate. Yeah. So it's it's possible that it's a problem that doesn't yeah. exist. It, it doesn't exist, sure. Interesting. Yeah, but people feel fear what they don't know or understand. And well, the, the yeah. problem is yeah. not everyone uses that design. Sure. Yeah. And then the other thing is, well, should you really be driving a bolt on the track? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> a bolt? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem that fun. No. <laughs> That's not what it's designed for. Yeah, so you don't take your Chevy Cruze out there either. <laughs> my, my opinion is if we can get a set of cars that are designed right. and will work on the track, let's run right. those. Sure. And then let's not light them on fire. Car, totally so we were just at uh, New Jersey Motorsports yes. Park two weeks ago. Yep. And they had made some announcements and changes in the last couple of months. No hybrids. No hybrids, which was, I thought, a pretty substantial. And they've got members that have hybrid Ferraris yep. and all these fast, fun things. That, that's a big rule. That's a big rule. For me, that's what's going to help change the rules. Yeah. Because if the if the, all the fast the outrage that is going to be yeah the Corvette come from that the Ferrari a lot of fast the, cars are hybrids now yeah they're. The NSX, the, the there's like all the of, fastest cars. All the fastest cars yeah. are hybrids or yeah. fully electric. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, literally fastest in straight line is your car. Yeah, or Navara. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, those very, are very those fast. are really fast. Yes. What's a what's a plaid run like a a nine fifty or something in the quarter mile? Something insane. We did nine three something. That is so. Stupid. Please tell me you win the drag strip at, uh, we at one lap. Haven't gotten a. Yeah, do it. One Lab hasn't had the drag strip. It's like we, always so oh, the f- because of the last, weather, right? Yes. Almost always, like last four years. The last four years, we did it once. Yeah. We, yeah. We've been covering, uh, usually we cover One Lap on the show. We try to do like a daily or uh, every couple days a show. We talk to a bunch of drivers for 15 minutes, friends of the show or yeah. whatever. And yeah, the drag strip's been rained out ever since we were doing that. <laughs> I asked <laughs> like, Rock. Nobody's ever sure. done it. I asked Rock. It's, it's probably like 75 or 80% of the time. It's, yeah. Because it's May. Yep. Right. And we're in the Midwest. Yeah, definitely volatile time. And it rains. Yep. So it's a volatile time there. We would definitely win. You, oh, I think sure. so. We yeah. wanted to win. Andy Hollis did pretty well, run like a 10 something mm-hmm. back in the, yep. like a couple years ago with his uh, 720. At Brainerd. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah. We, we were fifth or third or something in the Model 3 there. Right. Really? Yeah. What's a Model 3 run? Like a good one. It's 11? Like, yeah, 11, 6 or I, I tried or real hard to run in the 11s, and I got there. But, man, it was a lot of work in a Honda. All you have to do is hit just the... Uh, buy your car. You hit the pedal. It's so <laughs> just easy. Just go buy Abe's car, and then I could drive it to work, and it will never twist and then, drive shaft And then lines. the federal government <laughs> will give you $7,500. Good grief. And, it'll and if be you're a in nice the right place. state, even more. It'll be a nice place to exist also. It's super comfortable, yeah. which is why we still have all the My 11 three-second Civic was not a nice place exactly. to exist. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's is, I just, if someone would pay me, yeah. I would just drive this car around all the time. Yeah, I don't care where you want me to go. I'll just drive it around. Because it's a nice place to be. It's amazing. Yeah, they ride nice. Yep. Yeah. So I live in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I talk to people about having purchased an EV, I'd like to clarify, it is not intrinsically because of the environment because we burn coal in Kentucky 
it is actually an extraordinary vehicle that is super, super fun. Mm -hmm. It's so fast. So your car's been up by impound, and I come up by impound post-race, and every time I'm near your car, I'm like, man, these door handles are cool. There's, like, so much cool stuff about these so, uh, I'm I never thought I'd be falling for a Tesla. I did I'm so embarrassed. So much fun to drive. <laughs> I did all of the prep work for yeah. impound, sitting in the car, using the big screen to yeah. watch the race. Um, yeah. So I had the the race on full screen, and I could data, pull up the names for all sheets, the oh, dude. Yeah. At LRP, in the open session, right? Get in the car. Let's might, go. Might need to do that. I might need to do. That. I hope that offer extends it's, to me as well. So. Yes. Yeah, I might need to do that. It's stupid. It's so much fun. I, I shouldn't sell it. Well, <laughs> so we're at Audubon a month ago, right? And Abe Abe drives up there in his new, brand new Model Three. Like yep. it's a second trip here. You went to Barber and then went to Audubon. Yep, basically. And uh, it's got two thousand miles on it or whatever. And you're like, do you want to go for a ride? It's kind of a party trick. <laughs> and it was just first thing in the morning, you know, before tech inspections open and all that. And we just pull out near the gate, and he, like, turns around. And it, it's stupid. <laughs> it is dumb. And it's not even the good one. <laughs> it's so fast. It angered me. I shouldn't take you for a ride. No, uh, so that is... it will ruin it. The, the plaid yeah, is yeah. at a price point where... Um, it feels a little bit excessive. I tend to be like uh, a little modest in certain it things. It is excessive. And so Definitely like excessive. even if it was a situation where I could afford it, which I don't think that I can, even if I could, I don't think I could I don't think I could do it. Can't be you can't con yourself into doing it. We split it. So Chad and I split the car. Oh, that's, that's how nice. we yeah. He has a Model 3, I had a Model 3. His wife has a Model 3, had a Y. We have Model Ys of, are kind of We cool. have lots of them. Yeah, that's a lot of cars. Hanging around. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, so you're coming to Lime Rock Park. Do you expect, uh, I don't know necessarily that that car will be perfect at that track, but maybe. Um, I really don't have anything to compare it to. Well, it's a really fast-flowing track. Sure. Uh, so you don't have the digs, but it's high speed. How does the car do in high-speed corners? It's really freaking good. Yeah. yeah. So We balanced it here this afternoon. Like one, two, three really are the slowest, good. but everything else one, is two, so three. fast. I've never actually run LRP. I mean, it's, it's the most flowing track I've ever run in my life. It's like this without the straightaways. So you lose some of your straightaway ability. But, yeah, it's, it's a really it good track. I think it pretty good. It's probably going to be like a low 50. So a challenge, and maybe this is what we can close on, uh, a challenge within our rule set is that it's, it's basically like 20 years old, and it tends to include primarily gasoline-powered things. Right. Um, in the last five years, we've had to try to figure out, as these new electric cars come up uh, and become available, where do they fit? Is there a way that you can um, classify cars just on the basis of generic rules, or do you need to make uh, this specific make and model fits in this class and this specific make and model fits in that class based on configuration? That part's challenging. Um, yeah. Do you, do you <laughs> Jeremy Swenson doing donuts in his scary scooter <laughs> speaking of scary electric things yeah so fast that thing is terrifying by the way get that get that nan bot out of here it's so terrifying i've seen that thing go like a thousand miles an hour with a drunk swenson on it i believe it <laughs> it does 42 miles an hour it's so dumb so that's not a good idea so electric things are so fast we're um, talking about teslas right now. <laughs> yeah it's a tesla that you die on yeah, get out! Of here. It does a burnout with a giant with a giant with Minnesota man. <laughs> so uh, I think probably what we saw today is that the plaid fits kind of nicely in track mod. Yeah. If it were anywhere else, I think it would crush everyone. Yeah. Um, are Which, there like where do you think um, where do you think a Taycan fits? We've never seen one in our series. Like they, people don't drive them on track. Yeah. Yeah. I like the the EV owner and the track person are like. It's not a Venn diagram that has a lot of overlap. New. Yeah, makes sense. It's like us and Sasha yeah. and all the people he's bringing along with him. Yeah, there's like only a few hundred of you. Probably. But it's super fun. It's but. super fun. And it's Anytime I hear someone say something about how, like, that's not a real track car or <laughs> it's not cool because it doesn't make noise, I'm like, no, 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 you've never been in one. So here's, like, yeah. weird thing. I even people. appreciate the cool noises it does make, the gear noises and the whir. And the arrow. kind of rad. If you get it going fast enough, yeah, yeah. you could feels like jet like going by. Yeah, I bet. So I can also say that maybe my experience is particularly unique, but if you stand in pit lane all day with cars that make 
yeah. at, at full throttle or it's like 140 annoying. decibels, yeah. it's super annoying. Yeah. If you see a car that's equally fast that doesn't make noise, that's neat. Yeah. So the weird thing about driving, if there's no engine noise, yeah. you can hear everything else. I, I have had some people say when they drive one, you know, one time they take their friends out on a racetrack, they're like, it was weird because like there was no engine noise. And I had to like think more because you're like not used to oh, I just start to hit the brakes when I get to the top of fourth or whatever, you know, like people get That's so, true. they get so like orally fixated. There's no, is that the noise, the name, or A-U-R-A-O? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's noise fixated. Like yes. It's part of the experience for them. Well, and, and it's they also, use it as a marker. It's part of driving. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the key. Yeah. So you don't have that. Um, yeah. However, because there's no engine noise, nothing else is covered up. Yeah. I can hear every single tire and what it's doing through the corner, and I can tell which one's sliding, which one isn't. That's a new tool. You don't um, have that tool in right? a loud car. Yeah. Right. And then when the traction control triggers, which, of course, this car has three motors, I can tell which motor it's releasing. Really? And Yep. And then in the front, there's a diff, and the diff will trigger the brakes, mm-hmm. right, because it has it's just an open diff. So I can tell when that... it You can hear a lot more. Wild. Super wild. If I go back into a regular car, I'm like... Crap! I can't hear the tires. I think it's fascinating. Like this is, I there's very. We were talking the other day. It's there's very few that like very few things that get us excited anymore. Yeah. I think this is this this is kind of exciting. No, it is. Yeah. That's uh, why we're doing it. It's so fun. It's, it's kind different. of exciting. We've had a Model Three win our street class before. Yeah. But we've never had an electric vehicle win any of the other classes. We have to my knowledge. Track mod today. Today, it's and, it's yeah. a cool time. He won track mod. Well, congratulations. Yep. Uh, welcome to Grid Life. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah Sounds man. awesome. Thanks. Should, uh, should Wait, we, we should, uh, where can people find out about yeah. you and your team? Yeah, we, Chad and I call ourselves Team PGR. That's just us, our wallets. We do TeamPGR.com. <laughs> your wallets? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. All the yeah. social stuff out there. And then uh, Sasha put a ton of effort and time into yeah. the Mountain Pass car. So that's Mountain Pass Performance. Yeah. Barshan Wheels. Okay. Um, did the wheels for us all custom for that car? Those are custom wheels. Yes. Cool. Yes. Um, cool. And then we have the other set, so we have a couple different sets depending yeah. on the tires. So he did all that for us. Um, yeah. Well, wow. we really, really appreciate you being on yeah. the show, and thank you for postponing stakes. You got to go to steaks now, though. We're going to get stakes. Yeah. Where are you going to go? Gonna be awesome. Roadhouse. I can't. <laughs> Is that the best? Those are okay. What's the best around I'm here? I'm not sure, actually. No, I, you, you are in Ohio. I know. If I you're going, I know. if you're going, you should go to Mitchell's, but it's in Columbus. That's a long way. That's to go. too far. Yeah, Abe dropped a coin on that the other day. Mm-hmm. His wife, his wife saw it and was mad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. We appreciate, appreciate you. it. Bye.